Welcome to the first episode of the brand new F1 podcast, The Undercut. I am your host, Jason Lazarus. That's right, I'm Martin Cooper. Hello, everybody. And I'm Nick Watterson, host number three. There we go. We're off and running. Hey, J- Jason and Martin, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. So, Martin, how did you get into F1? Oh, I've been into F1 since, I guess, uh, the, mid, the mid-90s. the uh, Shout out to my buddy, Charles Carras, who was a big F1 fan at university. Was watch, watched a lot of races with him. So Thanks, Charles. The first time I was basically watching every race. Uh, I have some vague memories of Mansell's wheel exploding in 86 in Adelaide, but uh, really got into it in the 90s. Nick? Yeah, I think 85, 86 are some of my earlier mem- earliest memories. I think the first race that I actually remember watching was um, was Monaco, and it was probably 86. It may have been 85, and we had uh, Nigel Mansell in the Williams with KK Rosberg. And uh, I, I do remember those early races, but I was only like seven or eight at the time, so they're a little bit dim and distant. And then through the late 80s and then into the early 90s when Nigel Mansell got really, really good, um, he won the championship, like, was it 91? 92, 92. Yeah. Was he on Williams um, at that point? Yeah, yeah, he was with Williams and then and then went over. He did Indy, uh, the IndyCar series after that and won title there in his first year. Um, but then through the, through the 90s was really when I got into it as well um, with Damon Hill against Michael Schumacher and then obviously Senna for the last couple of years of his career. Nice. Yeah. I mean, all the uh, true F1 fans are probably going to hate me for this. I probably, my first race wasn't really a race. I guess it was probably that Senna documentary that came out about 10, 12 years ago. That's really what got me into it. That and watching Top Gear, Um, watching Lewis and uh, Villeneuve come on. And I thought they were super cool. And then Drive to Survive came out and that really made it accessible for myself and probably lots of Americans that never really had the chance to watch it over here, at least to the extent that we do now. And with the pandemic, I was able to really suck it all in and became totally obsessed. So uh, who's your who's your current like uh, favorite team, favorite driver, Jason? It's definitely McLaren. Always has been McLaren. I mean, I love James Hunt from what was that movie that they did about James Hunt? and loud oh, uh, rush yeah rush yeah, yeah. i watched rush yeah. and i became obsessed with james movie. hunt like he's the coolest guy ever he was so ever since i watched that i've been a mclaren fan and lando's the coolest so yeah. lando's lando's cool definitely yeah i mean as, as a kid growing up in the, the late 80s early 90s you know nigel mansell in the williams um you know so williams it, it's tough to see that storied team having such a difficult time of it the last well the last 10 years really if you, if you really kind of look at it but um you know all through there nigel mantle then damon hill Villeneuve came Villeneuve. in as well but uh frost yeah for a hot minute right there wasn't he mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 he won a championship no it's amazing how williams williams dominated absolutely at the 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 most advanced probably racing machine ever built like you can't you can't build it any like that anymore everything that, was you know, that active it? suspension car active, was yeah, was unbelievable, nuts. Uh, and and you know if you you know the Senna documentary, um, you've seen that a few times. That year before Senna went over to Williams, and there's that scene where they're in the garage and you're just watching the car and it's going to going up and going down, and you know it, it's just it's configured for every corner. Um, yeah, that was the yeah. peak of engineering, right? Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, they kicked that out pretty soon afterwards, didn't they? 
Yeah, the next year. It was yeah. the, the Senna then landed in the car and they're like, no, we can't have that good suspension on a car with Senna driving it. No one else yeah. stands a chance. Right. Yeah. It had what, at, at, you know, and all the stuff that we have in all our cars now, right? Anti lock braking, you know, active suspension. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a -a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F-number-one.com, where you can put your theories to the test. All right. So, we are going into a brand new season starting next week. It is said to be one of the biggest regulation changes we've had in, many are saying ever, but a very long time. It seems like that it's going to be a much closer this year than it has been in the past. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's, a, it's a reset, right? Yeah. Um, we saw it in 2009 um, when the Braun came in and, and won it was the old super aguri car right um that, that got bought and you know when honda pulled out they had the rights to it and R- ross braun bought it for a pound and uh and then they delivered something because they'd found one way to to get one up on the opposition and i think whenever there's a reset similar to what we're seeing now someone will have figured something out that the others hadn't yet right uh whether it was a double diffuser that was what got braun to the front for that one season and you know one season one championship and done I don't think it's good. I don't think Haas is going to surprise everyone by winning the championship, but um, you know, and maybe we'll come to it a little bit later when we're talking about Haas. But you know, they they made no secret of the fact that they were not investing in last year's car, and you could tell. Um, but they really wanted to put their investment into this year with the rule change, and you know, so far so good. I think that they've that they're going to move into the midfield. Um, whether someone was sandbagging. In, in the in the testing who who knows it's not when when there's so much sponsorship money involved it doesn't really help anyone other than red bull to do any sort of sandbagging right because everyone's looking for sponsorship there's going to be i'm sure there'll be someone who's figured something out should be good yeah we should get some yeah i hope so so another big change that we've had this year is the new tires that pirelli brought um they've gone up five inches i believe um, some people, some of the racers are really liking him because I guess the traction's a little better, but coming into Barcelona and then Bahrain, it seems that a lot of the drivers are really liking it, except for Stroll, who seems to think that he can't see over them. So <laughs> I, 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 I saw that. Yeah. And I, all right. Wouldn't that be, shouldn't that be Yuki, Yuki's problem, shouldn't <laughs> it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just remember that Felipe Massa was kind of short. I don't, and, and I know that Justin Wilson was really tall, and everyone else sort of came in between. But I think hey, Yuki's I, I biggest concern is that the Honda food truck is not there anymore, so he's not able to get all his snacks. <laughs> well, yeah, he said he was. What did he say? He was Franz Tost was or was uh, he was in better, better shape, shape than him? him yeah. Franz Tost was not happy I'd, about that. Well, I, I wouldn't be happy if I was his boss and he showed up unprepared for the season. Yeah. Right? I mean, these guys have to be super, super fit. Um, he swore so. he was much, in much better shape this year than he was last year, though. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what difference it kind of makes having eight. Well, they went from 13 to 18, right? Inch. 
but I guess that in terms of the overall performers, but the cars must feel kind of different because on the sidewall of a of a thirteen inch rim, you've got a lot more flex, sure. a lot more roll. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe the cars are more responsive and and better to drive. I don't know. I've never driven an F one car. So. No. No, if so, but if any F1 team bosses kind of want to make a splash, you know, the host of the undercut will step in, right? Hmm. You're you're ready. You're ready to go. I, I think I think we we can all Mm-mm. have a stab, right? Yeah, I'll take a go. So going away from the cars, we've had a few other changes this year. Of course, we had the uh, Michael Massey getting fired or replaced or demoted. I'm not even really sure what it is because of what happened at Abu Dhabi last year. And he's been replaced with two new directors, Eduardo Ferritis and Niles Wittich are their names. I don't know much about them, but the drivers seem pretty excited, except for Max. He's not happy. But all the other guys yeah, I, are, seem to be okay with it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely know that one of those guys, or maybe both of them, were in DTM, which is like the, the German touring car series, mm-hmm. um, which is a really competitive race series um, and organizationally is very, very strong. Um, not that other race series aren't really strong, sure. but the Germans do organization really well. Yeah, Martin works for Germans. I used to work for Germans. <laughs> we know this. And they um, also have someone helping them out who worked under... Whiting, his name is, right? His name was? Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Whiting. Whiting. Yeah, so they have, what's his name? Herbie Blash is also going to be helping them out, who I guess was was Charlie Whiting's right-hand man when he was the race Yeah, director. Herbie Blash has been around for a really long time. Yeah, so he's kind of um, like their assistant this year. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. I, I don't know what Herbie was doing the last couple of years. Maybe he just stepped back after Charlie because he couldn't get, he didn't want to be involved as much. Sure. Because he's getting on up there, right? I mean, he's not. He's, he's probably he, in his 60s, 70s, it was right? like 40 years of being in in control in F1. Something crazy. Maybe hopefully, like we, hopefully we don't have to talk about these guys at all this season, right? Like, I, I wouldn't have even known who Michael I, – I knew who Michael Massey was, but the amount of, like, column inches that have been written about him since the end of last season. Yeah. Um, hopefully we don't have to talk about these guys at all because everything's settled on the track. Right. But what, for what it's worth um, – Hamilton should have won the the championship, as far as I'm concerned. He was miles ahead. Breach. Let, Latifi crashed, um, and then it was all you know. I was hoping, personally, I was hoping Max would win, but he didn't have it on the day. Hamilton did, um, and and kudos to Hamilton, I guess, for not making a big thing of it. If, if it is all finished now, yeah, with his seven seven world championships that he's got already, yeah, um, yeah, but you, you can it, it shows the man. His reaction at the end, I I would not have taken it quite as well. Mm-mm. Even if I'd have, even if I'd only had three world titles <laughs> up until that point, um, <laughs> only three. But he, yeah. But he, the grace that he showed in, in amongst all of that yeah. was just incredible. He, he just a real champion. Uh, I think you know when you watching it and you're seeing it, it's all ha- how it's transpiring. I, I think my heart rate didn't drop below about one fifty. Yeah the last hour of that race it was seeing how it all went down and you're doing the math in your head it's like there's no way they're going to be able to get the the race restarted yeah and you know they've got christian horner saying he needs a miracle we need we need a miracle and that miracle was wheatley on the phone with massey telling him exactly what he needed to happen for, for max to 
win the world title and and Massey obliged and he went against the protocol now yeah it's uh i mean i over the course of the season though you know that that last race max absolutely didn't have it um over the course of the season he did uh, and hopefully we get something as 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 compelling this year as we did last year and maybe there'll be a few more drivers in the mix you know george is in a mercedes every race now we saw him a couple of times uh a few years ago when hamilton had covid he should have won a race the car let him down i think his, his inaugural race in the mercedes maybe yeah i think it's the crew let him down right then they put the wrong yeah. tires on his car and he yeah. had to bring him back in again and yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a so, rough deal for him um you know look look i mean that's the guy that has the best shot of uh you know obviously winning his first race this season right um and I, I don't know much about George outside of F1, but he's pretty much won everywhere he's been, right? Like, he's won in every single division of racing, is what I've gotten. Yeah, I mean, I think pretty much everyone who gets into F1 just won, <laughs> won pretty much everything. Well, Max didn't, right? Yeah. Was, it, wasn't this his first championship? Well, he, he did half a season of Formula uh, Renault 3.5, um, and Esteban, Esteban Ocon won that season. Mm. But he got a, yeah... You're right. Didn't didn't Kimi Raikkonen famously only have ten races before he was a baby when he came in, or something like that? I think. No, that's right. Single digits. I guess everybody's that age now when they come in. Though when when Kimi came in, it was like a surprise he was in so young. But now everybody's coming in at eighteen, nineteen years old. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Max Verstappen came in so young they changed the rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They changed the rules after he was in to stop anyone as young as him coming in again. So uh, he's he's going to forever hold some of those age records yeah. right yeah definitely definitely yeah. so with the last change in the season and this will kind of lead us up into the rundown of the teams and how they're doing going into this new season they have a new sliding spending limit which has to do with how they finished last year so haas who was in last had the most money to spend in wind tunnel testing whereas mercedes and red bull had the least amount of spend which should you know, help with all the changes to the cars and hopefully we'll have these cars being a lot closer. We will see. We, I think that's all we can say there we, no, to, to be, to be determined. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and I think as we, as we seg into Haas, I think, you know, the Mazepin money that came in is spent on development. A lot of, they did have a lot more air. Right. I don't know how much more aero time, but they did. So hopefully it should close it up a little. Yeah. yeah. Which is the whole point. Yeah. Right? And I mean, their car looks good. Haas looks good. Um, People, are, I mean, it's got the Ferrari, the Ferrari engine. Uh, they're saying is uh, upgraded this year or more powerful. The Ferrari powered teams, Ferrari themselves, obviously. Um, Haas and uh, Alfa Romeo maybe make a step up. We'll see. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Haas will 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 they get points this year? I guess is the question. How many points are Haas going to get this year, Nick? Eight. What? That seems not, high. Not, you know, that's. I was thinking like ten or three. Eight, eight yeah. tenth places. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of tenth places. <laughs> but you know, there's always there's always a race that kind of throws out something odd, sure. especially if it's sure. wet. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. not. Maybe not quite like Belgium last year, which was a bit of a farce. Yeah. But. Yeah. You know, all it takes is an accident in the midfield on a wet think, start, and the guys at the back were suddenly into like 
sixth place. I mean, you look back at yeah. different time, obviously, but like um, Fernando Alonso, or yeah. uh, it was was finished with a point in his debut. Was that Mark Webber? It was in a minority, I, I remember, but finished in with one point, and points only went to six back then. So, hey, I mean, Williams got twenty three points last year. So, if they flip, was it as many as that? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Hey, Alpha and ninth got thirteen. So, I mean, I guess eight's really not that far. Oh, okay, so eight, eight, eight is yeah. still dead last then. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> You know, well, but, Will, yeah. Williams will be dead last, right? We all agreed on that. I, Williams, I stand they're on that. the back foot again. Yeah, they're, they're on the back foot again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Haas has a brand new driver who started what four days ago, five days ago. Well, bra- brand new, but I think brand he was just in the new, he was just but... in the cu- in the cupboard, wasn't he? They <laughs> yeah. just, oh, they, oh, there he is. He's still there. <laughs> no, but you know, I felt I felt bad for Kevin Magnussen. Uh, when when he got let go, I thought Roman Grosjean, his time was you know he'd had a, a what, nine years or so in yeah. the sport, and he he'd had a good career. Sure, uh, you know he he came in early, he wasn't ready, he sat out, and then he came back again. And and you know I, I think the last time I went to Canada to the Grand Prix there was probably what twenty twelve twenty thirteen, and that that race, I mean I think he finished third in the Renault. Mm. And he, it was, I was surprised. I'd always thought he was a, not that good of a driver, but when I saw him like in real life, actually really up there at the front, he impressed me. Did he uh, ever get and any he did race a good wins? Job. He did not. No. Uh, no. He, he had a couple of podiums. Yeah. Um, and he was in the same car as Raikkonen when Raikkonen got a, a couple of wins. Right. But he never, That's he never right. got to the top step. Okay. But, you know, he'd had a good career. Magnussen had come in. He'd had a, a challenging first season uh, in at, um, at McLaren, right? He came in at McLaren, and he wasn't competitive. And but he got he got a chance further down the grid, and he did well. And I think he's done well. And I'm glad that he's back because he's a proper driver. He's done really well since he's left F1. Yeah, some good sports car racing, and he was going to do, be doing the World Endurance this year. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Peugeot let him go. Yeah. Um, he should be good for it should be helpful for Schumacher too right Schumacher didn't have much of a spotlight on him last year and he didn't have have much of a challenge against him right being frank but he did he dealt with it right and he beat beat out Mazepin every pretty much every race Um, it'd be good to see see the impact that Magnussen coming in has on Schumacher having a you know a legit F1 driver in the other car isn't going to push Schumacher and we should see what Schumacher is actually really made of I mean he won the F2 title um, in 21, 20 rather. And so there's undeniably talent there. Yeah. Yeah. But this, yeah. this will be, this should be the barometer. And it's see. hard to, it's hard to root against uh, Gunter as well. Like I only know him from drive to survive, but he's a great character uh, yeah. in, in Haas. So uh, hopefully uh, he gets some success this year. Yeah, I mean, eight points. You, you heard it here first. Eight points. Eight I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling bad, and I'm actually feeling like I'm being pessimistic. For yeah, them. I actually think they're going to. I think that they they may well go into like legit midfield runners because I think that certainly when you look at w- Williams, um, Alpine is struggling. Alpine right? is struggling. I think they put in a couple of glory runs to try and get a bit of sponsorship. Yeah, they but, should be good in and, qualifying. But, but yeah, but I think that Hasp may have been running a light fuel load on softer tires with a little less ballast because. 
you know, Oral Kali's just dropped out. Their, their main sponsor is pulled, well, not pulled out, but they were they were ruled out. Yeah. And so they need they need to find some sponsorship. So they need it to be good. Yeah. They need yeah. to show some solid form preseason in the early races. And it's really Otherwise, on Nick in the beginning, not, isn't it? Because, I mean, Kevin's going to take a little bit to get used to the car. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's had no time in it, really. Mm-hmm. All right. So we move down to Alpha. They have another brand new driver lineup this year with Valtteri Bottas coming from Mercedes. And they have the first ever full-time Chinese driver in Zhao Guan Yu. What do you guys think about these guys? I think Valtteri's pretty good. He's got a... He's pretty decent. <laughs> he's won a couple of races. He's got, <laughs> he's got a bit of experience. He's pretty quick. Yeah, you know, the thing about Valtteri, right, is he knows he's a good driver, but he knows that Lewis is better. And he's come out and said, yeah, fair play. Lewis was better than me. Yeah. I mean, you can't really argue with that because he sat in the same car and, and had the same equipment around him, but he didn't quite get it done. I think that Rosberg before him obviously he got into hamilton's head a little bit more in a way that valtteri couldn't because i guess it's just not in his temperament yeah despite them both being finnish despite rosberg being german but actually finnish um just a different mentality and 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 but valtteri on his day is as quick as anyone in a car yeah um so it's going from kimmy to valtteri is is a good move on alpha's part uh, to kind of partner with a younger driver. I think that Antonio Giovinazzi was a good driver. He showed it well, but, you know, Guangyu Zhou comes in with a lot of Chinese backing behind him yeah. because he's the first Japanese F1 driver, even though I claim him as my own because he, when he was, I think, 12 years old, he moved to Sheffield in England, which is where I'm from, because uh, he, <laughs> he needed to get into the UK to... Are you a Wednesday uh, fan? I'm a, yeah, I'm a Wednesday fan. Uh if they do an if they do an interview with this guy and he's he's got a York broad Yorkshire accent, <laughs> I'm going to be amazing, wouldn't it? I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> they interview him on the grid. Hey, oh. <laughs> Where, where's my whippet? <laughs> no, but you know he's uh, he, he was he's gone through all the formulas and he's been decent. He finished third, I think, in F2, which is. The same position as Mazepin <laughs> a couple of years Yikes. before him uh, or a year before him. So I don't know. Hopefully, you know, I, I'd like to give everyone their fair shot. I, yeah. I was I was automatically prejudiced against Mazepin and I don't feel remotely sorry for him. Well, there's no there's no outpouring of grief wow. for this guy whose billionaire father bankrolled the team for him. Um, but I did find it kind of amusing that they didn't put any money into the car last year. They put all of daddy's money into this year's car and now he doesn't get to drive it. Have you watched any of drive to survive for this season yet? Not yet. Not yet. Oh my God. You guys are going to hate Mazepin so so much more, (laughs) so much more. Everything you thought about Mazepin was totally true. He is the worst (laughs) little daddy's. All right. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to, I think that's like episode three or four, right? Yeah. I I saw a a kind of a rundown of some of the episodes, but we've we've finished talking about Haas. Let's move back to Alpha. (laughs) I mean, for Alpha, for Alpha, it's a classic combo, right? You know, veteran driver plus rookie driver, you know, they hope one helps the other. um, And uh, it's a good combination. Their car looks beautiful. I don't know if it's a great looking car and it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. it, It is a nice looking car. 
I think when it, the day or two, uh, two days before he was announced as the driver that was coming in, Guangyu Zhou, that is, it was totally ruined by an Alfa Romeo dealership in in China who'd got who who left their doors open or something, and you could see all the Alfa Romeo uh. Guangyu Zhou stuff <laughs> in there. In, you know, it's like the uh, like the helicopter shot in through the Washington Commanders <laughs> stadium into the into the team store the morning before they revealed the name, and so everyone knew what it was going to be. Right? What a bad name! It's a terrible name. <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan, so anything Washington is just the worst. So they should have just kept it as the football team. I actually, it was growing on me. I agree. I agree. I liked it. Anyway, wrong sport, wrong country. Okay, so Alpha Romeo, Alpha Romeo really did struggle during their testing, though. Um, I think in the first testing, Botas only had like 54 laps in all of their time in Barcelona. But the little bit of yeah. time that he got in Bahrain looked pretty good. He looks like he's getting a nice yeah. handle on it. It's taken a little bit, but that's for everybody. So it seems to be good. Yeah, it's a car that I think looks quick on merit. Yeah. You know, it could, they, they could get some some points, but it looks a bit fragile. Yeah, yeah. It does look a bit fragile. All right, moving down keep moving we uh we're at williams who have a brand new driver taking over for russell who is now at mercedes they have alex albon back from if you remember a couple years ago he was at red bull and they have kept latifi you guys think about albon he had a solid he had a solid few races didn't he when he was driving for red bull with with max and he had a again he should have got a couple of wins i think uh hamilton pushed him off the track in was it Brazil? I forget. Brazil, uh, yeah, he was on. He was on to get a podium, and then in Austria, uh, yeah. the following year. And then he just uh, he never he never got it back. He's still very young. Um, yeah. He must have something about him because people keep bringing him in. He was a test driver last year. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so uh, they're really saying that they a lot of the people in Williams think that his year last year not driving and test driving and then kind of coaching Yuki at the end of last year has really helped his maturity, which I think was a big problem when he was uh, driving for Red Bull racing. And I think he's gotten a better understanding of all the mechanics and the engineers and that side of it because he was spending so much time with them. I think it helped him to interact with all of that. Yeah. And I hope, I hope he does well. I think, you know, Red Bull is such a, tough place to be yeah i mean they obviously have a great pipeline of drivers oh yeah you, you know you look at you look at the you can't dispute their their pipeline Mm-mm. but you know he, he was in a tough spot in the same way as um pierre gasly was right and he, he took got, over got promoted him. up to you got promoted up to the red bull and then there was the switch that took albon up and brought pierre down and then, but it, it's yeah. if you're if you're Max Verstappen's teammate, it's toxic. Yeah. You get you get no yeah, help nothing. at all. I mean, look what happened to a yeah. race winner and Danny Ricardo. I mean, Max Verstappen comes in, starts dominating, and then Ricardo can't even handle the team anymore. Well, I you know I respect I respect him for doing what he did. Everyone was very surprised when he moved to Renault, but it was. Well, and at that time, they didn't. Red Bull didn't even know what engines they were going to have yeah. because they, they, everyone on the grid, all the engine suppliers on the grid hated them. I mean, I think it was the and, right move, but you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone, you know, they eventually got the Honda engine, which had been such a dog in the back of the McLaren for what two, three years, yeah. and then it finally came good, as you would expect out of Honda. But 
yeah, Albon coming back. I'm glad that he has. It's unfortunate that it's in a car that is not going to be competitive. Yeah, but you know, and and it's bad for Latifi as well because Latifi may be a good driver, but he had George Russell in the car opposite him yeah. last season, and he's got Alex Albon in the car next to him. Yeah, this year should so. be interesting though. It was funny. I don't know if you guys saw during testing. Um, Albon was was doing some commentating along with the uh, I think it was Crofty and I don't know who else, but he happened to come on right as Latifi spun out and his car caught on fire, and Albon had to like talk about his car right in front of him in flames while talking to the national media. <laughs> it was pretty interesting. He did a good job though. If he doesn't work out as a driver, I think he will do a very good job as a commentator. Uh, the next Martin Brundle, maybe? Huh? Maybe. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the first part of the Undercuts 2022 F1 season preview episode. For our thoughts on the rest of the teams, including Mercedes and Red Bull, and the upcoming Bahrain Grand Prix, listen to part two. 